0: Welcome to the Hungry Few Podcast with your host, Riley Logsdon, where we extract the top habits of highly successful individuals and reverse engineer their tactics, behaviors, and strategies. You'll learn firsthand from experts grinding in the trenches daily, so you have all the tools and tactics to reach your destination. Are you one of the complacent many, or are you one of the hungry few? What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Hungry Few Podcast. Today, I'm really excited. Uh, Our guest that we have, Laura Mills, CNRT. She is a health expert and a nutritionist, and I am really excited because we're going to dive in. We're going to learn a lot about nutrition and health and uh, a lot of big problems with America. Thank you for being here, Laura.
1: Yeah, Riley, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited for this, um, for people who listen to this podcast. Health is a huge part of success as well. And so I'm really excited to dive into this. So where I would want to start is just how did you get into nutrition in the first place? And why is that an area you're passionate about?
1: So nutrition has been a huge part of my life, my entire life. My dad's a chiropractor. He also practices the same modalities that I do. So it was just kind of natural. I've been taking supplements and vitamins since I was born. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom, my All both my parents, my grandparents, everybody is super involved with nutrition. So it just came so natural to me to be able to do that. I also had some huge health struggles of my own. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, with PCOS, and I was basically told I would never be able to have children. I'd have to have my ovaries taken out at a very young age. Um but I was actually able to reverse all the effects with what I do now nutrition response testing. So because it saved my life, I wanted to save the life lives of others.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So what is PCOS for the audience that doesn't know?
1: Um polycystic ovarian syndrome, so it's mm-hmm. where your ovaries grow um very large cysts. My one ovary had about six large cysts on them. Um and that's why they they considered it cystic and that it needed to be removed because it wouldn't get any better.
0: Wow. So I'd like to dive in to that deeper of just how, what are the steps that you took to end up reversing that?
1: So it's a pretty long process of me getting there, but mm-hmm. what ended up happening was I saw the medical doctor so many times and the information, the, the feedback, the quality of care was just so nil. Um, Mm. I just wasn't getting anywhere. And the symptoms were getting worse. I had cystic acne all over my body. I was depressed. Um, I was putting on weight. So my dad had just started nutrition response testing about two years beforehand. And he basically said, well, let's try it. Let's do it. Like we know it works. Let's put you on a program. So I went on a program and Within four months, everything cleared up. My acne, my depression, all the symptoms were gone. Um, And within six months after getting another ultrasound, my cysts were completely gone.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So I want to dive deeper into nutrition response testing. What exactly is it?
1: So nutrition response testing is this super awesome technique to get the body well. And not only to get the body well, but to actually fix the underlying causes of our problems. So um, a big portion of it is a lot of people are more familiar with the muscle testing side. So I use the technique of muscle testing to perform nutrition response testing. That's kind of how the body shows me what's going on and what's going wrong with it. It's also... It uses Chinese medicine to be able to determine what organ systems are not functioning properly. So a lot of our symptoms are due to underlying causes. So if we can actually fix and repair the organ, then we can fix the symptom instead of covering it up.
0: Mm, That's good. Yeah, I think that one of my favorite quotes is actually Benjamin Franklin, and it's, An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And so, my whole health philosophy, too, is how do I be proactive versus reactive? How do I prevent the issue from happening in the first place rather than waiting till it's there and then doctor tells you to, oh, take these pills to, to fix it when you're not actually treating the root cause of what's, what's happening there. So, completely in line with that thinking as well. So, what does that entail, nutrition response testing? How, I mean, is there blood test in there? Is there, what, what what's the testing process like?
1: Yeah, really, really good question. So what we use is whole food supplements um, and homeopathics and herbs. I actually don't use any synthetic vitamins in my office. I don't believe in them. So when you go to sprouts or bonds and you pick up a vitamin, let's say vitamin C, when you turn it on um, around onto the label, it'll say ascorbic acid. Um, in place of vitamin C. That's actually not real vitamin C. Um, It's made by man. So it can do more harm than good in the long term. So we really make sure that we're using whole food supplements to help treat the, the underlying conditions. We also use these kits that we have in our office. They're called our stressor kits. And these kits can actually tell us What is stressing out the organ that is beginning to create the symptoms, right? So Mm -hmm. we have so many outliers in our world um, that bog us down, like heavy metal toxicity, chemicals, bad food, poor diet, genetically modified foods, um, pesticides, the list goes on and on. We can actually narrow it down all the way to... What chemical is in your body that's bothering that organ? So I can, I can go all the way down to that level and tell you exactly what it is and exactly what needs to come out.
0: And are there commonalities? Like if somebody, are there three to five things that pretty much everybody should avoid or does it really vary depending on the person?
1: It really varies depending on the person, and that's the beauty of what we do because we create designed clinical nutrition programs, so no patient in my office has ever been on the same exact program because every body is so different from each other, um, and that's why what we do is so special and so key and important.
0: Mm, that's awesome. So, I want to dive a little bit more into supplements Why we were talking about that a little bit. Where a lot of people, I know Dave Asprey says the same thing where he talks about multivitamins. Most of them are are probably doing more harm than good. One, because in a little multivitamin, you're not going to have the right amount of the vitamins in there. And two, because there's a lot of crap in there and fillers in there. So I'd love to talk about supplements. What are recommended supplements? And uh, that might have to do with what you just said as well, where it's kind of varies depending on who it is, but are there certain supplements people should be taking or be aware of? And what, what should they be avoiding as well?
1: Yeah. So, um, when we look at supplements, there's always the, what should I be taking, Laura? Should I be taking a fish oil? Should I be taking a multivitamin? I think it's really important that we understand what a supplement is and why they're important. So, This isn't a fantastic analogy that my dad has taught me, shout out to the pops, but um, (laughs) it's called the steering wheel analogy. So when we have a synthetic vitamin, something that we get off the counter from Sprouts or Vons or CVS, um, we'll go back to that ascorbic acid example. So we're buying vitamin C because we're trying to prevent getting sick. So we buy ascorbic acid. Now ascorbic acid is man-made vitamin C. To make vitamin C work, we also need other nutrients, so vitamins and minerals, to make the C work. So we also need D. We also need A. So we need the whole complex. It would be better to eat the orange than to take the ascorbic acid. So it kind of looks like you driving a car and ascorbic Mm -hmm. acid is just the steering wheel. So if you don't have the other pieces to the vehicle, the car's not going to drive. It's not going to go anywhere. You're going to sit stagnant in the parking lot with the wheel in your hand, right? Mm, So it's not necessarily doing too much harm. It's just not getting you anywhere good. It's not getting you to any good function. Um, So that's the beauty of a whole food supplement, which is what we use because it has the whole food, the whole component to making that mineral or that vitamin work. And the beauty about nutrition response testing is when people come to me and say, do I need to be taking this? Well, let's just check and see. I can actually muscle test your body to see what you need to be taking specifically. So there's no wrong answers.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. I love the, the precision of it. And it's not just recommending specific things to everybody, but it really depends on a certain person and their deficiencies. That's, that's really cool to hear. So supplements get testing. Is there certain ones that you think everybody should be taking? Or is it really very depending on the person?
1: It really does depend on the person. Mm -hmm. But I do say I have the patients that are always apprehensive. Should I go on a program? I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be the thing for me. It's the thing for everybody. But to start out, um, I usually recommend our multivitamin supplement, which is a whole food complex with everything in it. So I yeah. always tell my patients, I'm like, you could eat this bottle and live off of it if you didn't have food for a while. It's that good. Yeah. It would give you what wow. you need. So um, our one of our main lines is called standard process supplements. And this supplements called Catalin. It was the original supplement created by, um, Royal Lee, who's the creator and founder of this supplement company. Um, so this supplement's been around for over a hundred years at this point, and it is the best of the best,
0: man. That's, that's really cool how they can put all of that into one bottle and make sure you hit all those nutrients. So we talked about. Supplements being something that people, I mean, you see supplement companies all the time promoting their supplements because that's how they make money, one, and um, they're promoting pretty much all their supplements when it sounds like a lot of times they're not necessary. So that's something that I think a lot of people in the health industry probably, they'll, they'll take lots of supplements without necessarily knowing what they're doing for them. What are other things in the industry? Like, for example, there's a lot of fads going on right now where you have the keto keto diet, you have a carnivore diet, you have paleo diet, vegans, vegetarians, all these different diets. What are your opinions on all that?
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. Um, So yes, fad diets are a thing. Um, Are they good? Are they bad? I have a lot of patients that come to me and they're thinking about trying something. They don't know if it's right for them. Um, The first one I'll step into, because I feel like it's very controversial, is the vegan diet. Um, That's actually one that I never recommend to anybody. Um, I truly do believe that you do need meat. You need the protein sources from animals to be able to survive. I've seen many, many times without fail, anybody who comes to me who is vegan, is vegetarian, and has been for a very long time, the moment they begin to eat meat again, 90% of their symptoms go away. Wow. Um, not to say that this diet is 100% in the garbage. Um, I will say that there are times, especially when people are going through cancer um, and cancer treatment, it can come in handy for a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Veganism is not a lifestyle, um, in my opinion, just because of the lack of essential nutrients for humans. But it can come in handy when we need it um, for a very short period of time.
0: That's that's interesting. Why why would it come in handy for that short period of time? Is it just reduce certain inflammations?
1: Yeah, you be cancer. Totally right. So if we just go full vegetable. That means we're really, really increasing our antioxidant load. So cancer cells, um, what that can do is actually help fight off cancer. Um, But I really wouldn't recommend doing that for more than two months. We actually call it cycling. So it's really good to trick cancer cells in the body. We actually all have cancer cells inside of us all the time. It's just when they begin to multiply or mutate, that's when they become an issue and they disrupt the body. So we do something called cycling where you might spend two months on a vegan diet and then you might spend the next two months doing full carnivore and then the next two months full keto and then paleo. Um, What we're doing here is we're actually tricking the cells because they will get used to the diet and it will no longer work anymore. These are in extremely like very extreme cases um, when you're really, really sick and we have to take care of it fast.
0: Gotcha. So it sounds like most of these fads are for periods of times can do good things depending on what you're looking to do. For instance, carnivore or keto is really good for autoimmune disorders. Um, But those from what what I'm hearing you say is those long term are not good.
1: Correct yeah we've carnivores great. I absolutely love it but when it's the full carnivore comes with three different stages. So you can go full organ and meat um, and then there's eggs, meat and organ and then there's also fruits, some starchy vegetables, um, not even vegetables but like roots like potatoes and things like that and then meat and eggs. Um, so there are different stages to that diet. But the first stage, the hardcore stage, I would never put somebody on that for more than two to three months. Um, in my opinion, just because there is, we do need other nutrients from fruit, from some vegetables. So I always remind people that great, give it a try, but check in in a couple of months and let's make sure that we're not lacking anything.
0: Mm, yeah that's awesome so how is there a specific diet that people could stick to or is that similar to supplements where it really varies and depends on the person
1: in my opinion it definitely varies and depends on the person when patients ask me this question because that's an extremely common question i always refer to the paleo diet i always go back to that one it's very safe um pretty common. And it eliminates the grain aspect and the refined sugar aspect. Grains and refined sugar are the number one cause for disease in humans. That is where Mm. all your stuff is coming from. If you could eliminate those from your diet, I guarantee you 50% of your symptoms would come down. Um. So I always go back to the paleo diet. That's always a very good one. You can incorporate dairy if you'd like to. Um, you can be paleo with dairy. But at that point, you're just really creating a lifestyle for yourself and you're creating a lifestyle change, I call it, instead of a diet.
0: Yeah, that's good. It's good. So why grains and refined sugars? Why are those, you said those are the two main causes of disease. Is it, those are due to being inflammatories as well? And they cause Correct. inflammation to your system?
1: Yeah, you're spot on, Riley.
0: Yeah, that that's cool. Because, well, the four main American killers are uh, cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's, cancer. Those are all inflammation caused. So my whole health philosophy is how do I reduce inflammation in any way I can? So grains and refined sugars are two of the main inflammatories make sure to avoid those
1: yeah i always recommend avoiding those
0: hmm yeah that's awesome so we went through the fads the different fads that people are doing we went through the different supplements where would somebody start if they just don't know where to start they they know they need to be more healthy they know they want to be more healthy but they just don't know really where to start. Are there certain things they could do just to start that path to becoming more healthy?
1: Yeah. I mean, research, research is a very good thing. So understanding, um, all the different diet fads, I always tell people going paleo is a very easy diet to ease into, but with that comes a lot of change. So it comes with going through your cabinets and actually taking out stuff and throwing it away in the garbage can. You know, there's a lot of grains are everywhere. They're in yeah. everything, your pasta, your tortillas, your bread, your crackers, like it's all grain. So that's a huge, it's a like a hard step to just go right into. Um, I always mm-hmm. start my patients usually with gluten-free. That's a great place for people to start. Start getting the gluten out of your diet, figuring out where it's coming from, um, and also writing everything down. Get yourself a journal, get an app on your phone that you like and that you enjoy, and start writing down your foods. Because when you have your crappy days and you're not feeling too hot, you can always go back and look, what did I eat yesterday? Or what did I eat two days before? And maybe that's why I'm feeling this way. 70% 70% of our lifestyle and the way we feel is all due to the food we're putting in our body. So food is number one.
0: Yeah, I love that. Tracking everything so you have the metrics of of why you're feeling a certain way. That's really good. Yeah. And yeah, it seems, I, I mean, a lot of times it can be overwhelming for people. So that's smart to just eliminate one thing at a time instead of going cold turkey and just cutting everything out because that can oftentimes lead to failure there as well. So, we talked about supplements, fads, where people can start with nutrition. What would you recommend workout wise?
1: Ooh, yes. This is my favorite. I love working out. Um, I'm a huge lifter in the gym. I wouldn't recommend starting there, but um, Mm -hmm. easing into a gym program. There's a couple of cool apps out there. For example, one of them, um, It's tailored towards women, but men can definitely use it too. It's called the Sweat app. Um, That's actually what helped me really crank up my fitness journey during COVID when the gyms were shut down. I felt like I was starting over. I was in my parents' garage and I had nothing to do with my time. So I just started working out and learning the fundamentals. And that app really, really helped me do that. Um, it's, I think 20 bucks a month. Um, and it's basically the cost of a gym membership. And for a while I didn't even have weights. I had nothing to use. Um, so I was doing body weight workouts, um, a lot, lot of running, things like that, just trying to figure out what felt best for my body. Um, and I ended up learning that that's lifting weights. So the cardio aspect, um, running is a little bit hard on my body. It hurts. Uh, It doesn't make my body feel the best. So also really just learning what is best for you, trying a bunch of different things. You don't have to be in a gym to be working out. You could be taking walks, swimming in the ocean, stand up paddle boarding. If you live here in San Diego, um, there's plenty of other options.
0: Yeah. um, I I would be curious to see, what the different benefits of the of lifting versus cardio are, but your your recommendation is just doesn't really matter what you're doing, just stay active.
1: Yes, yeah. Find if you something. can stay active for thirty minutes a day, you're golden.
0: Hmm, that's awesome. So one of the questions I always ask guests on here are why are you one of the hungry few? Why why are you why do you refuse to settle? What is your mission, and why are you super passionate about? achieving that.
1: I love it. All right. So because of what I've been through and some of the things I've seen, um, I have seen patients literally be thrown out on the ground. Just they're at this point with their health where they have nothing left. They don't know where else to go. They're not getting help from their medical doctor. Um, they're being asked to leave they're not being welcomed into the offices and they're really struggling and when they come in and you hear these stories they're horror stories um, of them going and seeking treatment trying to get help from these doctors who take an oath to help them but some of them they're just not helping there's no help there they'll slip them a pill or give them a prescription And then they send them on their way and they don't see them for another year. And they end up getting worse um, instead of better. So I think that's really created a fire under me um, and a God-given purpose to be here, to bring health to people, but to bring health to people in a godly way. Um, Something I'm very passionate about is if it's not from God, meaning if he didn't grow it, if he didn't put it on the earth, I don't want it. Yeah. So if it's a pill that's made by man, I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. I've seen more harm than good. Um, in certain circumstances, they're life saving. Um, I do not doubt that for a second. And if you have your leg sliced open, do not come to me. <laughs> Go to the hospital. But for everything else, We can handle everything. Everything can be done with what's been given to us. So, my mission and my sole purpose is to, I want people to have authority over their own health. I want people to be able to walk in and say, This is what's going on. And I know that I don't have to live with this. I know that this diagnosis is not me. This diagnosis is a word that's been given to me by somebody who can't cure me. But the diagnosis is not me. It's just something that I'm carrying. And I, I really want people to be able to walk in and have full confidence that that is not them and they do not have to live with that for the rest of their life, no matter what it is.
0: Wow. Yeah. No, that's really good. Give th- people authority over their own health. That's mm-hmm. what stood out to me. I love that. And it, it's funny. Actually, I was reading a, a book by uh, Tony Robbins. It's his new book. It's called Life Force. And then an analogy he has in there, it's about regenerative health. And an analogy he has in there is he was talking about the half-life of doctors. And I believe it was four years, which means after four years, half of the information that they learned is irrelevant and there's something better. So they go to school, they learn all this stuff. And then four years later, half the information they're still giving out prescribing stuff are not good. And that's kind of why the opium pandemic happened. But the analogy he used was, the doctors aren't bad. They're, they're just too busy saving lives to figure out figure out the root cause. And the analogy he gave was there's somebody upriver throwing bodies in the river and the doctors are downriver pulling them out. But there's too many people in the river. So they're busy saving all those people instead of going up and figuring out who's throwing the bodies in the river in the first place.
1: Yeah. Which you're, was, you're I thought totally, was a really cool now. You're right on that. And like, that's a great analogy. It's the sad thing is, is. We've gotten so far from our roots and we've gotten so far from traditional medicine that all we know is to go to the medical doctor and to take a pill and that's all they know. You know, when when yeah. doctors go to school, their nutrition class is one semester. That's all they get. Yeah, You can ask any physician, any chiropractor, it's one semester of nutrition but four years of pharmacy so of course they've been trained they know this is what they know Um, and unfortunately it's just so far away from where we should be
0: yeah no it's sad that they that we are eating every day and putting things into our body every single day that health professionals only get one semester of learning about yeah um yeah I, i think it's one of the most vital parts of health is well obviously if you're putting something in your body every single day it's pretty important i agree with you that's a, a big big problem with our health industry nowadays and so I, that's why i love this this mission you're on and i think a lot of the audience too would love to connect with you and and get guidance of where they can st- how they can step into a new level of health and and uh start healing from natural God-given things on earth, from nutrition, from natural supplements and, and get their body back to the way God made it to be, which is healthy. Correct. Um, Where can they, where can they connect with you and find you if they want to learn more about you?
1: So my main area is Instagram. I love Instagram. So um, our handle is San Diego NHIC. Um, On there, we're constantly posting videos. We're always posting about our newest health talk or health workshops that we're having. Um, We'll be having a women's event in October of this year as well um, for women's health. Um, So that's a great place to find me. In the bio, I'm always posting links Um, from that link. You can get to our website. Uh, You can book online with us. You can also book um, in for the workshops as well, which are completely free. They're just open to the public. We want to be able to teach you guys um, everything that we know so you can take it home and start utilizing it in your daily life.
0: Man, that's awesome. I'll include all of that in the uh, show notes as well so they can connect with you. But this was awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Laura.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you.
0: Yeah, this this was a blast, and I'm sure the audience is going to get a lot out of it as well. So thank you, and thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Hungry Few Podcast. You've been listening to an episode of The Hungry Few Podcast, where we believe complacency is the enemy. Thank you for listening, and until next time, stay hungry.